Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. This is the Magellan Show. I am Magellan, your host. Thanks for joining us today on this Tuesday, 29th day of September 2015. Stay tuned. We've got a great show lineup for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, what's going on in our world, politically, spiritually, and so much more. So you don't want to go anywhere. Stay right where you are for our program. Our live number is 646-929-0709, 646-929-0709. Uh, a bit later in the show, I will be giving you a, uh, a playback number where you can listen to our show in its entirety by phone at your convenience. Also, don't forget our website, www.magellanshow.com, where you can listen to our program live on the Internet, connecting to Blog Talk Radio that way. Also, we appreciate all of the websites out there that post our programs regularly. Websites like podbay.fm, uh, of course iTunes. If you download the iTunes app, you can uh, you can subscribe to our podcast absolutely for free. And iqdcalls.com. We want to thank them especially for what they do and for posting our programs. Uh, we've got our, our very own Magellan page over there, and uh, we appreciate uh, all of you. Uh, uh, for for posting and uh, for getting the word out, our email address contact at magellanshow.com. We're on Twitter at Real Magellan. Okay, let's get into the news now. We've got, like I said, a lot of things to cover today. Since our last program, the Pope is back in uh, in Europe, in Italy, uh, in the Vatican, after having spent several days in the United States, as well as Cuba. And I was paying close attention to this entire visit, trying to get a a sense as to what his theme was and what what he was trying to say. So we're going to talk about the Pope today, not exclusively about the Pope. We'll, We'll cover a few other issues as well. But you don't want to miss this program. Uh, you want to stick right where you're at because I am going to do my best to try to make some sense of that and and, and to see, okay, what does it mean for us uh, politically, prophetically? So whether you're a Catholic or not, uh, if you are a Catholic, uh, I just want to say that uh, that what I may say today is not intended to offend you. But I do believe there are some things that I, I have to share uh, in light of this visit. Uh, and and look, let me just let me just say that even though I am not a Catholic, that 
I believe that there there are some things shifting within the church. And the leadership obviously has radically changed. If you go back a few years ago, even though those of us that are Protestants might not have agreed with the entirety of Catholic doctrine, there were things that we had uh, uh, some some common uh, areas of agreement on. And I remember when Pope John Paul would come and and, and others to this country and he really spoke with conviction. You know, spoke against communism, spoke against um, abortion, spoke against uh, a lot of the issues that many uh, conservative Christians uh, believe are necessary to uh, speak out against. But we didn't quite hear that. <laughs> we heard a very different message. But like I said, stay with us, and I'll get to that momentarily. Let's go ahead, before we go any further and look at, at just a few headlines, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty, and, and we'll also look at some of the markets as well. For those of you that are just joining us, this is the Magellan Show. This is our Tuesday edition, 646-929-0709. Tell your friends there's still time to tune in, and we've got a, a few lines open uh, as well. Here are the top stories that we have reported for today and posted on, on our Real Magellan page on Twitter. Trust in mainstream media hits rock bottom. I'm not surprised there. China reportedly sends aircraft carriers to Syria to help Russians fight ISIS and jihadists. Mark Zuckerberg caught on hot mic saying Facebook will censor anti-migrant Post. Let me just just address that for a moment. Talk a little bit about Mark Zuckerberg and and what has happened to Facebook. Oh, where do I begin? You know when Walmart got started, Walmart really had low prices. I mean, they still do by comparison. But I remember in the early days of Walmart how different ones would say, well, just wait. Walmart's going to raise their prices once they've got everybody kind of lured in, uh, get everybody reeled in, then they're going to raise those prices. And, and Walmart did do that. Again, even though they are less expensive in some places, they definitely have raised prices. And I'm not just factoring it in with inflation. They have still raised prices uh, over and above uh, normal inflationary uh, uh, activity. And when we look at Facebook, everybody got reeled in. First, it was the young people. They they shifted over from MySpace. And MySpace was kind of a uh, sort of a hobby. It was it was something that people would, you know, young people would get on. And they they talk about their favorite music and they'd post it. It was. It was just kind of a, just something that you would do online. It, it wasn't something that, that took up a lot of your time. It wasn't your, uh, it wasn't like a part of yourself. And then Facebook came along, and boy, did it come along. 
And to this day, I, I still scratch my head, but uh, there were definitely some powerful forces that, that were pushing for Facebook. And so the young people uh, started getting on Facebook uh, you know, little by little by little uh, when it was growing. I remember when when I got on Facebook, there were, oh my, maybe 100 million people of that. And, uh, and this was like back in, what, 2008 or so. And uh, then it just kept growing and growing. And, and then you started getting uh, all age groups. First, uh, first you got the young people on Facebook, and then mom and dad are on Facebook, then grandma and grandpa are on Facebook. And then it just becomes this total, like, alternate reality or virtual reality, if you will, where where people are so hungry I'm going to get some more of this. If you were so hungry to be seen and to be heard that they gravitate and that they they run to Facebook. Now, there's some good things about Facebook, sure. But it has become a place where these, <clears throat> these voids in people's lives are seemingly filled or fulfilled. And that feeds the, the that feeds the beast that that feeds Facebook, and Facebook grows that way. And so now everybody's on Facebook, and everybody's got the Facebook addiction. Got to post what you know what they did. I went to Walmart today, so I've got to tell everybody that I did. You know, I. I I uh, I just had a cup of tea. I got to let the world know. Uh, all of these different things, and, and and it's been well. I mean, we could talk about some of the social impacts of Facebook, but I won't even go there entirely on how maybe it has caused people to uh, to be less reliant on real life relationships with family, friends, uh, husbands, wives, etc. But I'm going to talk about the CEO now. He's got everybody reeled in for different reasons, whether it's loneliness, narcissism, uh, whatever it may be. And now Zuckerberg is striving to to block free speech. That was one of the great that's one of the great things about social media is speaking out. Now, if you are politically correct, then uh, uh, you know, you yeah, go ahead. You know, speak out on. But what he is doing now is he is he is getting in there, and this article, that this headline that I had just read. There are a lot of world leaders that are actually quite frustrated with uh, the stance that Zuckerberg is taking because he's trying to block. He's trying to block certain things. Now we're not talking about. Let me give an example. Remember that shooting that took place, uh, where was it, in, in, in Virginia? Uh, well, somewhere out east. Remember when, when you had the, the gunman that went in and shot the cameraman and the reporter, and uh, they were both killed and injured the, the, other, uh, the other person? The gunman posted that on Twitter, and Twitter took it down. Okay, I get that. That, that makes 
total sense to to intervene on something like that because it's necessary to take off certain things that are just so graphic and, and disturbing. But what Zuckerberg is wanting to do is he is wanting to censor posts from Germans that are disgruntled with the millions of migrants that are coming into Germany. And you say, well, how does that pertain to me? I'm not German, so what's the point? Look, do you think it's going to stop with Germany? No. Now, and this is just a uh, an example of where we are. So what does the headline say? Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg was caught discussing the censorship of anti-migrant posts at the United Nations Development Summit Saturday, Saturday while speaking with Chancellor, German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Uh, she seemingly uh, has made herself uh, the queen of Europe. <laughs> According to CNBC, the pair were picked up by a hot mic. They didn't know they were being heard. After Merkel confronted Zuckerberg on social media, Post critical of the wave of Syrian refugees entering Germany. After being asked about Facebook's effort to curtail to do some work, confirming he'd already started looking at ways to hinder comments in opposition to Merkel's immigration stance. Are you working on this? Merkel asked. Yeah, Zuckerberg responded before their microphone was cut off. Was was cut? <laughs> they didn't know they were being heard. In response to the shocking revelation, media outlets such as Bloomberg immediately uh, left the defense of the tech giant, insinuating that any critique of German government's response to the migrant crisis would be racist and xenophobic. Only just last week, an article by InfoWars' Kit Daniels examining the Pope's controversial comment on mass immigration was pulled and barred from Facebook without explanation. Wow, isn't this wonderful? Now, some of you might be disturbed by what I'm saying because of the fact that I'm talking about Facebook. And look, I know Facebook has a uh, has a lot of great things. You know, it's got it's got a lot of, uh, of interesting aspects to it. But here you have this 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 power hungry. CEO that is talking with the leader of Germany, and they're trying to figure out ways to block Germans that are upset, that are frustrated. Nothing racist about that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm so sure, I'm so sure that Chancellor Merkel of Germany has invited uh, Syrian immigrants into into her home. I'm so sure that Mark Zuckerberg has invited uh, immigrants in his home that he doesn't know uh, really who they are, uh, what their status is. They have no way of, of, of verifying these people as they come in uh, to know if they are radicalized, to know if they are jihadists. No way of knowing. And all of these things are, are converging at the same time, even while they're trying to control. You know, we give these people their power. 
even Zuckerberg's worth worth forty almost forty billion dollars worth more than some countries some small countries GDP because of our loneliness because of our uh, narcissism because of our uh, lack of uh, desire to communicate with with uh, with uh, family and friends uh, in, in a uh, look and, and maybe I'm sounding harsh but the point is it's coming the beast is coming back to to bite us just like Walmart started out cheap low prices then they jacked it up Facebook was this this place where you could express ideas freely so now if you're a German and you're upset because your your little town of 5000 now got 20,000 <clears throat> excuse me uh Syrian so-called Syrian migrants some of them may not even be Syrian at all <clears throat> three-fourths of them are young men and are uh and are in some cases uh showing uh violence already but they're saying but 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 Zuckerberg and and Chancellor Merkel from the confines of, of their comfortable uh, fortresses want to say, oh, well, you know, don't talk about that. We're going to block you. We're going to block your free speech. You know? And they're like, okay, sure, that's, no, that's, that's fine. I'll continue to, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, you just want to say no. I I, I don't like this. I, I refuse to to give you power. I refuse to give you that. You know. I mean, there's going to come a day I think where people are going to wake up. At least I hope they do, and say, you know what? We're 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 not going to be we're not going to associate ourselves with with uh, social media platforms that block free speech. And it's not going to stop in just Germany. It's going to spread to other places too. It already has. I mean, it already has. Uh, even now, I mean, we we see censorship censorship uh, uh, on Facebook, even in this country. But everything is converging. Look at I said in the beginning of this broadcast uh, that the Pope Pope Francis has made several attempts to promote a global agenda. So he's right in line with the likes of Zuckerberg, uh, Chancellor Merkel, uh, the President of the United States, uh, and and so many others who are pushing for uh, global governance, who are pushing for this new agenda, all under the cloak of uh, environmental awareness. Why? I mean, you hear the Pope speak. I mean, it, like I said, I'm not a Catholic, but at least when when Pope John Paul would come, Pope John Paul II would come, or even uh, Benedict uh, the Sixteenth would come, or, or others, when they would come, they would at least say, you know what? Uh, we stand for the right to life. We believe uh, that uh, that an unborn child has rights. And you know they would speak out on these issues. Uh, they would they would talk about the the importance of family. And 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 let their voice be heard. 
But when uh, when Pope Francis came, did we hear any kind of dialogue? Did we hear any kind of uh, discussion on that? No. All he wanted to talk about, all he wanted to talk about was why 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 we are so bad as a nation for not wanting to accept illegal immigrants. Well, for some of us, that may be against that. So we're really bad if we're against breaking the law and saying, oh, yeah, no, we don't want illegal immigration. You know, how dare us? And that that was his first mission, even before he came here. Because you can't have a global government without first allowing the the open border policy. Now, the Vatican has yet to take in any Syrian uh, in, in any Syrian migrants. No. No. No, they're not they're not allowing that. And they won't. Some of their walls are 100 foot high. They're not going to allow that. No. But they want you to. They want your country to. They want you to kiss your, uh, your, the government that you once knew, your free government, goodbye. And to have open borders, to have uh, a free-for-all. And don't get too comfy here in the United States. Because what's going on in Germany and Central and Western Europe and and uh, and, and in France and uh, and some of these other nations, get ready, it's coming here. Secretary Kerry has already said that it's it's coming here. And so he is speaking in one voice with the United States, with the leadership of the United States of America, totally and completely. Not speaking about about uh, conservative values, but about open borders, illegal uh, illegal immigration, and how you are just bad if you do not align yourself with that way of thinking. But it doesn't stop there; it continues on. It talks about carbon taxes, and and he rides around that little fiat trying to look humble. When he, when he, you know, if you want to talk about carbon emissions, he was responsible for quite a bit as he flew in the United States on his Boeing 777. And he didn't take a, a little paddle boat uh, <laughs> to the United States. You know, which science has already shown us that, that we're not in global warming anyway. It's a total farce. It's a total lie. We are in global cooling right now. The sun is cooler now that it's been in 200 years. And we're about to move, we need to be concerned about moving into in, into global cooling because uh, there's a shift taking place. A lot of this is cyclical, but, but it's just a, a blatant lie to say that, that we are, I know sometimes you, know, you go through summertime and like, oh, it's so hot, we must have been global warming, but no, uh, get ready to, 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 to the other way around. But they're saying all this, and so why do they say this? So they, they push this false 
uh, data and, and science and research so that they can promote their, their real agenda. They don't care about, even if, it, even if we had global warming, they don't care about that. And by the way, if you're just joining us, this is the Magellan Show, 646-929-0709. They don't care about that, but what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to say, look, because we say that there is global warming, we need to take certain measures. And these measures are put in place for what reason? To control you. So we, we have to say the following. You have a carbon footprint. The very fact that you're inhaling and exhaling causes us to, at some point in time, want to tax you for just what impact that you as a human being are putting on the environment. Now, forget the fact that these large corporations are, are, are responsible, for, for, responsible for real emissions that, uh, that are harmful to our health, but they get out of, I mean, you know, they're exempt because uh, from taxes and everything because, you know, they, uh, they're, they're the special interest groups. But, but so, so they don't want you to, to drive the vehicle of your choice. Shame on you for driving an SUV. Shame on you for having any land. Shame on you if your house is too big. So that they can take your money, spread the wealth around, and have everybody... You see, history repeats itself. If you look back in time and you look at the control mechanisms of, of, the, of the socialist and the communist, you'll, you'll see the signs of it. There are, there are people that are elderly to this day that lived in that lived under tyranny that lived uh in socialist and communistic times within uh within Europe back in in um during uh, you know World War II and, and post World War II and they understand the climate even the pre-socialist and communist climate I would encourage you to watch Sound of Music. Look, it's got great music, and, 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 and it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful story. But you'll understand a, a lot by watching that, watching that classic movie and how, how you had – and we're going to continue talking about the, 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 uh, the controversies with Pope Francis. Just stay right where, where you're at. This is the Magellan Show. But you watched how Captain Von Trapp, was so distraught, so disturbed because, because of what was happening to his country. The Austria that he loved was slipping away. And everywhere he saw these flags rising, you know, going up of the... Of the not of, of the Nazi flag with the swastika. And not seeing his Austrian flag anywhere, not, not seeing the freedom that he had once loved and, and, and fought to keep, that it was all slipping away. And how the young people were, were, being, were being deceived and were being uh, duped into believing that they were part of of a growing and rising society that was going to change everything under the Third Reich. 
watch it again. Uh, if you haven't already, for the first time, I encourage you to do that. You can learn a lot through history, my friends. Sadly, in this country, we've not faced of that nature. Whereas the Europeans have, uh, at least some of the Europeans have, and other countries have. So the Pope is saying, you know, you better turn off your AC, you better live in a small uh, efficiency apartment and drive a, a, a hybrid car and preferably a bicycle if you can. Just don't venture out too far. I want to keep their thumb on you. <laughs> it's all part of. Remember, you remember we talked about Agenda 21 on this program. I had a special guest about a year ago, uh, uh, Alexander Swan, that came on. We we had a special program where we talked about it. And you, I'm sure many of you've heard about it on other programs. And Agenda 21 is one of their agendas. Also, Agenda 30. Where everything that I've said, you know, they, they want to talk about sustainable development. You know, uh, we we want to make sure that that, that everything uh, is 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 managed properly, and that we that we take care of our environment in such a way that we don't want to destroy it. And so we're going to deprive ourselves of any of these uh, so-called luxuries. You know, I mean, living in in a house more than or any any place greater than you know four or five hundred square feet uh, you know uh, uh, or having a vehicle that um, you know that doesn't get the best gas mileage any of these things these are bad you're wrong do as we say do as we say so this is and so the Pope talked about agenda 30 20, uh, uh, about agenda 2030 what that means is really just a continuation uh, and, and an addendum to Gen Agenda 21, where over the next 15 years uh, at the most, they want to have all of this implemented, where property rights and all these things. Look, we have, I have actually spoken with Eastern Europeans that uh, have worked in law and they have had an entire law practice. We're talking a post-communist regime, post-1989, where their entire job is trying to understand the real estate law, dealing with their clients to give them back the land that they lost under the communist regime. The land that was taken from them because they were only given so much appropriated land that was appropriated to them. And, and when we hear these new agendas, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, um, uh, sustainable development, uh, carbon, uh, you know, carbon, being aware of, of, of the carbon emissions and, and all these things that the Pope and, and the world leaders are talking about, this is nothing new. It's just repackaged. It's all it is. It's the same Horrible gift, just repackaged, and and you know with a pretty bow, and and it's just, yeah. But, th but there were 
there have been attorneys that, that have spent careers now uh, in a post-communist world in Eastern Europe just trying to give their people their land back, trying to figure out, okay, where are the boundaries, where, you know, the property lines, et cetera. Does that not tell you something? And is, is, is that not a, uh, a warning for of us, a wake-up call of what can happen in our world? So the Pope made some controversial comments. Some are defending them, some are not, about Jesus Christ. And he said that Jesus' life ended in failure. And obviously, Jesus, his physical body, was broken. Broken because he gave his life. He said, I give my life as a ransom for many. I give my life. No one, no one took it. He gave it away so that he could so that he could take our place the plan of salvation and that's why when when he died he said it is finished you know he completed the work the finished work on the cross he went to the grave yes but on the third day he arose and i believe that the pope said what he said where it was right there on the line, the gray area, where he said that Christ ended his life ended in failure because he wanted that debate. He wanted some that, you know, those that are part of the the crowd, the sheeple, if you will, to just hear it and, whether consciously or subconsciously, react accordingly. And say, so, well, maybe it was. And to feel sympathy. If you notice that when when you look at so many of the uh, of the statues of 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 Christ within Catholicism, that it's always you always see Christ uh, crucified. You never see him in triumph. It's always almost always. Not entirely, but almost always, when, or, or maybe you have uh, these images or of of, of Mary uh, holding Jesus after he's died, always in a very compromised and uh, disadvantaged position. And so the Pope says that his life ended in failure. I looked at the transcript even in Spanish because Pope, uh, maybe you know, I I I, uh, I do speak Spanish and I've spoken Spanish for 20 years. Uh, though I'm not Hispanic, um, I started when I was just just teenager. But you know, I, I read it in Spanish, and uh, to me, it, it was even more clear that this is what that, that the Pope's intent was to degrade, demean, and to uh, diminish the deity and, and the, the lordship of Christ. And 
that word that we that we get for failure uh, has has a couple of meanings. Uh, La vida de Jesús terminó en un fracaso, dijo el Papa. That's what it says uh, in uh, in Spanish. And that word, fracaso, when you translate it into English, can mean failure, can also mean a disaster or or doomed. So some trans- translators would say uh, that it ended in failure, that it ends in failure, or some that it ended in disaster. No, he triumphed. When he, when he gave his life, crucified on the cross, you see. That's why he said it is finished. And at that moment, Satan lost the battle. But it's important that, uh, well, it's necessary, I should say, that the beast speak these things against the Most High to change times and laws, to change the way we think, to confuse us. You've got people that are being interviewed uh, that are truly sincere people. And look, I don't want anybody to get mis- uh, misunderstood here. I love Catholic people, and, and there are some wonderful Catholic people. And I, I honestly feel badly for a lot of Catholic people who feel so uh, confused right now because they feel like that they once were part of a church that stood for for values and, and for uh, and for decency and and spoke about the lordship of Christ and now they're not hearing that. All they're hearing is this this kind of this new age, uh, you know, tree hugging kind of kind of uh, doctrine now. What's become of it? Christ's life ending in failure. No, he triumphed over the grave. And he's seated at the right hand of God the Father, and he's coming back again. The Revelation 13 says, I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, out of a multitude of people. That's what that word sea really uh, means uh, when they refer to it in the Bible. A beast is a government. And there's a second beast that gives power unto the first beast. All the world wonders after the beast. All the world wonders, like, uh, you know, I mean, just just enamored, just just in awe. We will, hopefully, prayerfully, Lord willing, take some time to break this apart. I want to tell you right now that, well, I don't have to tell you, you know, you know that we are living in some pretty crazy times right now. And if we're not careful, we will fall victim to what Jesus Christ, the Son of God, warned us of. That is to be deceived. He said, be careful, take heed, that no man deceive you. For 
many will come in my name saying that I am the Christ and will deceive many. It's also important that we understand something else. That when we hear the word antichrist, which is only mentioned a couple of times in the Bible, the word anti actually does not mean against, but rather to take the place of, in place of Christ. He sits in the temple of God claiming that he is God. And, and, and don't think for a moment that that figure works alone. But it is the beast system, it's the government system. So John says, I saw a government come up out of the sea or out of a multitude of people. And if you will join with me uh, on future broadcasts, you will understand who and what the beast is with total clarity, total understanding, without a doubt. And we will break through and sift through some of the myths, some of the confusion, and get to the clear-cut message of the last days. Am I saying that the world is going to end tomorrow? No. No, time could go on for a few more years, sure. Although I do not believe in any way that we are hundreds of years away from the return of Christ. I believe that, it, that you know, if you understand and trust the Bible, Jesus says the generation that sees the, the word of God says the generation that sees these things happen. What we're seeing now will not pass away until everything's been fulfilled. I'm just paraphrasing here. And we are witnessing the rise of the beast. And I'll tell you something else. And I just feel led that to, to do some... I, I, have, I have devoted a lot of my life to, to studying in-depth uh, Bible prophecy. And, and I'll tell you, it, you know, it may not line up with 98% of what most mainline uh, Bible prophecy teachers teach. So, you know... If you believe in the whole left behind, Tim LaHaye, Jeremy Jenkins, uh, you know, I, I, re I respectfully uh, disagree with that frame, framework. But I still invite you to, to hear what I have to say. But there is hope in all this. We're not afraid. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. But I do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. I do believe that we will be caught up, but I do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. As a matter of fact, the doctrine of a seven-year tribulation period is totally unbiblical. It's totally unbiblical. Some would say, oh, how can you say such heretical things? Nothing heretical about it. There is no seven-year uh, period. 
misinterpreted. How can I say that? Or you say, oh, Magellan, what are you doing? What are you saying? Where did that come from? I'm just giving you a little a little preview of what we'll talk about in future broadcasts, at least on some of our broadcasts, not entirely. But if you if you look in the book of Daniel, and it talks about the 70 weeks of Daniel, which are interpreted into 490 years, what prophecy teachers have done is they have, uh, under the influence of, uh, well, anyways, th- these 490 years, which uh, are 70, 70 biblical weeks, and it started at the time of, of Darius, King Darius. Now, I think if you went ahead and just naturally took those 70 biblical weeks or, 70, or 490 literal years, it would take you to the time of Christ, where it says that the Messiah would cause the sacrifice to cease because he gave his life as a ransom for many. It is a messianic prophecy. We not need not only go to Isaiah 53, which speaks of the Lord's coming, first coming, or or Isaiah 9, where it also speaks of the Lord's uh, birth uh, at his first coming. But we can also look into the book of Daniel for that, as well as looking at prophecies for the latter days as well. But what prophecy teachers have done is they've taken that 70th week of Daniel for that last seven years of that 490-year prophecy, which started at the time of King Darius and should obviously have ended around the time of Jesus' uh, time uh, on this earth, around the the time that he gave his life on the cross. But they've taken that seven years and they futurized and they said that that this last week, the 70th biblical week or this last seven years, must be the last seven years of Earth's history. And so that's the biblical time clock. The Bible says that no man knows the day or the hour, but yet we have said that once this, once this happens, we've got seven years left. It doesn't say that in Scripture. But we, have, but we have been told to believe that. We've been told to believe that. And, and, and so we said, well, how does it start? Well, we just have these prophecy teachers here again that say, well, it's going to start because you're going to have this uh, this most likely uh, atheistic figure that is going to show charisma, and he will call himself the Antichrist. He's going to work alone, but the world's going to follow after him. But the Bible clearly says, that it is a beast system and is a religious system, but but that he will reign in Jerusalem and that he will sign a peace accord or peace treaty with likely the Palestinians or or one of the neighbors, and and that's where they they call the confirmation of the covenant. There's no biblical support for that. There's no biblical support or basis for that. We can make some conclusions. We can, we can come to some certain conclusions when we read Daniel based upon what we've been told by by the, the, the prophecy teachers. But we have to 
go line by line, precept on precept, we have to, to understand what the Word of God says. But the good news is, is that we are not confined to a seven-year period of time. That as this beast system rises up, and I believe that it is rising even now, that the Word of God says that the days would be shortened for the elect or the righteous, those that are in Christ, for, 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 those, for believers' sake. And that the good news is, you know, that's why the Word says that, that, you know, that he can come at, at an, a time when we least expect it. And the other thing, too, the reason why I don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, why I believe that, we, but I still believe we'll be caught up, Is because the word of God says that every eye shall see him on that day. The great and terrible day of the Lord. It's going to come by surprise. The pre-tribulation rapture also asserts that you have a second chance. Where in scripture does it say that? Today is the day of salvation. So you see everybody raptured and you're still here. Okay, so then, you know, okay, you're going to get a second chance. So God gives us time now to, to accept him. Today is the day of salvation. John 3.16 still works. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. He who has the son has this life and he who does not have the son does not have this life. So we must confess him as Christ and Lord of our lives and believe. Also, this message, this warn, these warnings in Scripture are to the believer as well. So don't be afraid, but only believe. I want to thank you all for giving me the opportunity to uh, share uh, about the importance of these uh, biblically prophetic uh, um, topics. So a lot of headlines even still Congress right now is uh, conducting a hearing on Planned Parenthood. This was just reported about an hour ago. The United States and Cuba le uh, Cuban leaders are meeting for a second time this year, this time on the sidelines of, um, of the UNGA. Stocks are tending to hold uh, higher commodities gain. Of course, last night, the Asian markets really took a Beating. Obama and Putin squared off on Monday at the United Nations. Paul Joseph Watson reports that uh, that Germans could have their children snatched for anti-immigrant posts. Wow. I want to check out this article just as we begin to wrap up the program today. Quite disturbing. Germans, of course, uh, who make the, they call them racist, anti-migrant posts. Is there anything about racism here? Is there anything with racism? Look, when you have, a, a, you know, a population that is coming in and violating uh, the the rule of law and borders, et cetera, 
nothing to do with race. But so they can have their children snatched by the state and be fired from their jobs, according to the German Lawyers Association. In an article entitled Racism and Parenting, Threatening Loss of Custody, lawyer Eva Becker, chair of the Working Group on Family Law in, German, in the German Bar Association, outlines the conditions under which xenophobic Facebook posts could lead to parents being targeted, although Becker asserts that merely opposing the settlement of migrants in Germany would not lead to parental rights being terminated. Such views could easily lead to someone being fired from their jobs. So the whole idea of free speech is is becoming just something of our past, especially in certain countries. While this appears to be a high bar, idle threats of violence are made by countless people on the Internet every day, with the vast majority going completely unpunished. Given the apparent cover-ups of rapes being committed by migrants in Germany, the notion of an irate father making violent comments in the heat of the moment for the Rand is entirely plausible. Although such comments are obviously abhorrent, should they really lead to children being taken away from their parents by the state? So in other words, you know, you, you have, a, let's say, a German family and their child maybe is a victim of some violent act by, by a, let's say, a Syrian migrant, then they are just speaking out of line and they should lose their job and lose their kids by, by the state authorities. Absolute, absolutely crazy. Well, while Germany and its citizens are dealing with this crisis, we remain here in the United States in our little cocoon right now. But Secretary Kerry first said, we're going to have 10,000 and 80,000 and and watch that number just go up into the hundreds of thousands and into the millions. Two thousand sixteen should be a very interesting year. <laughs> very interesting indeed. This is not just happening for no reason or out of thin air. The world leaders are coming together and <laughs> and they totally despise leaders like Vladimir Putin, who I'm not saying are perfect by any means. And the only reason, the only reason why they haven't given Vladimir uh, a good kick in the rear is because Vladimir, uh, the head of a military superpower, and uh, they don't want to anger him because they hate the fact that he is politically incorrect. That he says that he wants to maintain uh, Russian values and culture and way of life. So they've yet to conquer him. But we are seeing shifts and changes in our world like never before. 
most of all, you can do all of these things to prepare yourself in the physical sense, and that's nothing wrong with that. But know that the most important thing, as I see it, is to be in Christ Jesus and to know him in the power. I like what Paul the. I'm going to wrap up here. I'm going to look up that scripture. Honestly, I, I, I cannot remember the verse. I know it's one of Paul's writings, but I, I, want, I want to actually get the verse. Uh, it's, it's to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Uh, but I want to get the... I'm going to look at this verse here. Uh, I should have done that before the show, but I, I just it just came to me. Uh, I'm looking this up on Google here. Knowing Christ and... Okay, here we go. It comes out of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, uh, where Paul is speaking to the church of Philippi. He says, I want to, uh, I want to know Christ to know Christ, that I may know him, and in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. So the ultimate is to know him. Where is the power? Yes, it does say that, it does speak of his death, of course. But most of all, it's I want to know him. Where's the power at? In his resurrection the resurrected, the risen Christ. Not the failed Christ. The life of Jesus is not a failure. It's not. It is a victory. And it is. Thank you for joining us for the Magellan Show. We went a little overtime today, but that's okay. Sometimes we just got to speak it, right? We'll be back here on Thursday, October the 1st, for another edition of the Magellan Show. God bless all of you. Have a great day. If you want to stay in touch with us, our, our email address is contact at MagellanShow.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Real Magellan. Our uh, our website, www.magellanshow.com. We want to thank all the websites for posting our programs, websites like itdcalls.com. We do appreciate very much. Thanks for listening. God bless all of you. If you want to donate to what we're doing, we would appreciate it. We really, really would. It helps us to keep going. I click on the Donate button uh, on our website, magellanshow.com. We do appreciate that. God bless all of you. Have a great day. This is Magellan signing off for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.